0: Good day, nerds, and welcome to episode 265 of the Nerd Cantina Show. I'm your host, Ken, joined by my co-host, Steve, and we're going to recap some nerd news. We'll get started in entertainment. We'll talk over some movies and TV shows over the last couple of weeks, the James Gunn plans for the DCU or EU, and then we'll jump into some tech news where we've got a bunch of tech layoffs, AI, some deep fakes. There's a lot to get to. Let's get started. Calling back all nerds. (coughs) All right, and episode two hundred sixty-five. We're back. this was our longest hiatus. Uh, <laughs> We're back. Yeah, took some took some needed time for for family and holidays, and then some some mandatory mandatory time, mandatory time be, off <laughs> because you know. There's never a good time to get hit by a car. Uh, So, (laughs) yeah.
1: For those that are are currently watching The Last of Us, dude has a nasty zombie scar on his shin from getting hit hit by a car while riding a bike. Um, Dude was laid up for a long time. I, uh, yeah, we we may laugh about it now, but it's a it's a pretty serious injury. They gonna <laughs> have to take a piece of this dude's ass and put it on his leg. I'm telling you that right now.
0: There ain't no way getting around that. <laughs> they are. That, that is that is coming. The skin graft is coming. Um. And I've, I've I'm embracing it. I've threatened I've, I've threatened my son and told him that every time he wants to wrestle with me, I'm going to drive my shin into his face until he kiss my ass.
1: <laughs> so
0: so at least I'll have that going for me. I don't
1: know if 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 I want to call it an ass shin or a, a, a shin butt. but but yeah no it's it's brutal and this disgusting motherfucker just keeps sending me pictures and i no 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 i don't have a stomach for all that shit (laughs) i don't have a stomach for all that it's just nasty
0: (laughs) well either way i'm doing i'm doing all right it's gonna take a a little little while longer before i can return to my my normal cycling habits and running and doing like real physical activity but uh but all in all I'm doing okay considering getting hit by a car.
1: You're going to turn into one of those crazy bike lane Karens.
0: There's a bike lane. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can... <laughs> the road's
1: for everybody. You have to share.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it is.
1: Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nope. Fuck that, man. I'm sticking to side streets, homie. learn from your mistakes that's what
0: that's what got me (laughs) was somebody blowing a stop sign at a side street it wasn't a main road it wasn't somebody not sharing the lane it was somebody blowing a stop sign clipping me in an intersection so you're never safe nope but uh keep that head on a swivel uh, (laughs) keep that head on a swivel motherfucker (laughs) but let's uh let's talk about a little bit of news here um we can do some recaps again. We've been out for a while and uh we talk over I'm sure you've seen a bunch of movies. One that you were about to see right before we took our hiatus and uh yeah, I I Avatar 2: The Way of the Water, it, you know, breaks 2.2 billion dollars. It's, you know, now like the fourth highest grossing movie or fifth highest grossing movie, I can't remember. Um but it's it's hugely successful. Very quietly. I've yet to meet any human being who is like, man, you've got to see it. <laughs> like, I've never, yeah, I've yet to yeah. meet anybody who talks about it as a great movie, but just quietly, internationally, it, <sighs> everybody it, just went and saw it. it and just off nobody the fame gets a shit
1: enough to talk about it or something. Like, it's really weird.
0: And that, and I think that's legitimately it. Like, it, clearly it's made money and clearly it's, it, it's, it's drawing in international box office numbers and strong U.S. box office numbers. To to no fanfare. It's not like Endgame where everybody was talking about it.
1: And like, no. is this an argument now to to like stop putting your movies on streaming services so fast? Like, because cause you know damn well if this was on some fucking Paramount Plus three weeks after it came out, the money train doesn't come in. The, like the
0: money no. yeah. the money train does not keep rolling the way it has. I mean, I guess it still supports that there are certain movies that are worth doing <laughs> in the theater Still, you know, there's still big money out there to be made. I mean, as far as the the movie review
1: goes, we keeping it spoiler free. Do we got like this has been long enough hiatus to where we just talk
0: about this motherfucker? I mean, I haven't seen it, but I don't care. Oh, like, yeah, but it, well, shit. Like two point two billion dollars worth of people have seen it.
1: <laughs> well, I was gonna say, is this social protest? But nope.
0: Dude got hit by a car. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they didn't. They didn't have uh, new screenings in the hospital.
1: So I, I did enjoy the movie i mean over three hour runtime you're thinking that it's gonna it's gonna drag it didn't drag that much could they have edited some of it out yeah but was it a cohesive flowing story for the entire time yeah it was um it was very predictable though the just the way they kind of laid it out you knew how the progression of the movie was going to go you didn't know like the details of how they were going to get there but you're like okay yep they're going to go here they're going to meet these people there's going to be some animosity they're going to work it out they're going to find a common enemy they're going to fight that common enemy they're going to overcome that common enemy like like you just knew you knew the progression of the film so it was kind of very predictable i found that out of all the subplots that they had, they pushed the most generic and uninteresting ones, and there were a couple subplots of the movie that were very interesting, and they didn't expand on those at all <laughs> like like so like the the best like parts where you're like ooh, i wonder like I wonder what's going on here like I wonder where they're gonna take this, and they just leave it. They just leave it sit there <laughs> and don't, like, really address it. They just fucking kind of, like, leave it, which I found that part of the movie very disappointing. You know, like, the the meat of the plot, I was like, okay, I, I got this, I got this. And I thought they were going to make up for that in a three-hour fucking time span with some of the juicier stuff, the more interesting stuff that, that they were developing, Um. Word is, is that they're saving it for the plethora of Avatar movies that, he that's has. What planned.
0: Say, they can't do it all in one three hour movie. They've got to do four more three hour movies. But I,
1: I also believe a lot of that shit is fucking, you know, them writing movies by hindsight. You know what I mean? Like, it was very easy for them to write the script that they did and they're like okay well, we'll, well let's let's put some some focus group test stories out there and then when the movie releases we'll see which ones people weren't really liked and that's what three will be about <laughs> like <Yeah>. like no <laughs> i really just i don't know i just yeah i was i was disappointed in that but that was really only my main disappointment as far as like the visuals went. i went dolby 3d you know so i you know i wanted to get the immersiveness and you the the first one was was 3d revolutionary so i wanted to see how this was it was you know visually amazing you know like you really got sucked into this kind of like world the 3d was so crisp and clear that you forget it's even 3d while you're watching it you had to like take the glasses off for a second to like have your brain register like oh shit this isn't the real world that's right (laughs) like yeah like i'm not i'm not i'm not in a, a big you know lush ocean right now like this is this is actually like real life shit um you know it was it worth seeing like if you're if you're a movie goer if you like going to movies yeah fuck yeah go see this movie it doesn't surprise me that this many people went and saw it it is a little 2.2 is is a little shocking though just because i think that you know our generation was avatar one i don't i don't know how they sucked in a Gen Zer or a, a, you know a millennial to to really go to this movie um because they don't really they didn't get the the buzz of the first one I don't think the marketing for this one was like must see this movie you know like I yeah. I think it was just good timing of lack of
0: of entertainment it, and It is good timing it's it's a you know th- it, this is why Disney likes this spot for their Star Wars and their <laughs> their avatar. It doesn't compete against anything else. It kind of owns its own little three, four week run that there's nothing else coming. And I don't know how much, you know, of that money gets banked by like the 20% upcharge for 3D. Uh, see, it, I don't it, live that the, life, the, man. The theaters, Y'all got to get on AMC
1: A list life, 20 bucks. <laughs> I see whatever I want, when I want any screen, anytime. Like, if, like shit, man, I can't preach enough how bomb that shit is. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But people who don't have that, you know, they're, they're paying that extra 20% or whatever it ends up coming out to be. Uh, I've got to think that that ties into the number. Right, reaching 2. which is 2 billion, sad that if you ain't
1: willing to throw but, three dollars down for some eyeball candy, like like it's, it does, it's not like it happens often. It's not like you're going to see fucking the next Minions in 3D and you're throwing down an extra three, four bucks for the Minions 3D experience. Like this is this is a little different, right? You know what I mean? Like this is a little little different. I think it, yeah. it garners the three dollars. I I don't think that I don't think that uh. You should hold on to that three bucks too tightly when when deciding whether to see this in IMAX or 3D. Yeah,
0: it, I say I, I don't know if those numbers factor in. I, sh- I should dig into it, but uh, I don't know. Like I said I I wanted to see it in theater. Um, I still might get the chance to, but probably won't. Uh, but either way, glad that you didn't hate it. Uh, <laughs> to to hear that that it still has uh has some hope for, both from the story side and we knew visually it was going to to be pretty fantastic. I mean, you got Um, a
1: nice TV at home. It's clear and you don't really care about 3d. I understand waiting. It's, you know, it'll be great in 4k on your 65 inch, 70 inch fucking, you know, expensive TV. Like I get that. Um, but it, it is worth, you know, I, I value the movie experience. You know, a lot of people are really getting used to this. Like I don't need to ever go to a theater again, which I think is very sad. Um, I like the the community experience of the movies. I like the the you know there's an energy in a movie theater that you don't get at home. Like the James a lot of people made fun of James Cameron for that statement he made where uh you know he said like like go to the theater. Like you should you should give yourself an opportunity to watch a movie with your undivided attention no phones no kids no no distractions no pausing so you can go and and make you know grab more food or whatever like there is something to be said about putting before you even get to the to the movie making that conscious effort of like i'm going to dedicate myself to this film in in and really give it that that hundred percent attention. And I truly believe that's a, a true statement. Like I, I think that especially there not every film, like again, like we said, like and you don't need to go see the next rom com with a hundred percent undivided attention. I get it. You know what I mean? But movies like this, I, I use the example when we were in the conversation of like movies like nineteen seventeen. You know, there's there's just certain like just movies that have such a depth and 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 they've put such effort into them that asking you to just shut the fucking phone down (laughs) and fucking live in this world for two hours three hours whatever it is I don't think that's too much to ask I don't think that's too much for directors producers and actors to expect from an audience
0: yeah that's fair I I see the benefit of it I don't do it nearly as much as you do but uh yeah. Again.
1: Yeah, I'm going to see that M Night Shyamalan movie on Friday that uh fuck, what's the name of that movie? It's got Batista in it and um uh, Oh shit. I don't know, but I got the tickets. Looks good. It's uh supposed to be Batista's like Acting like he's not Drax, he's not playing some big fucking meathead that like he, he's really trying to expand and, and show that he can he can act. And the early reviews right now are saying dudes dudes really good at this. Knock at the cabin. Knock at the cabin. Four dudes just walk into this cabin where this, this gay couple and their kid are, are vacationing and say, one of you gotta kill each other or the whole world's gonna end. And we're here to make sure you do it, because if not, we're gonna kill all y'all. <laughs> what would that be about? Like, what's what's going on here? And it's yeah. M. Night Shyamalan and Ling Ding Dong, and he's always got something going down. He's he's he shit the bed on a lot of them, but they say... I was that, say,
0: a lot of them are, <laughs> are
1: not good. They, but they say this is, is like revival. This one's going to be good. So, you know, I'll, I'll go. I'll play along. All right, all right. So, I'm, I'm going to well, that one on Friday.
0: Well, let's, uh, let's transition a little bit of uh, a movie to just some TV talk, and something we 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 talked about many times in the lead up to it and uh and now we've gotten the first three episodes of of The Last of Us on HBO it man it's just it's just definitely worth a watch it's amazing it, it like, is vi- you know whatever it is a video game story got it whatever else it's also just a very well written <laughs> crafted story retelling kind of zombie lore in a different way different mechanisms different like that, that hasn't d- been done elsewhere but just the the character work and stuff is phenomenal.
1: Now, I downloaded Last of Us. I played. I played most of the first episode, and I've not played it since. One, particularly because I'm a giant baby. I don't like scary games. <laughs> I don't like that feeling of like getting jumped out. I don't want to throw my controller in the air. I don't want to squeeze it so hard I break it. And that like adrenaline rush and that like that like anticipation while you're playing these games. It reminds me so much of when I have to fight somebody. I don't like <laughs> don't like that feeling. I was a bouncer for ten years. I fought hundreds of people. That whole like anticipation right before and everything, it just recreates that. And like, man, I just can't get into that. I can't like I don't I, I, I I'm don't not a fan like of that feeling. Either. Yeah, like I can't like the Resident Evils, all that shit. I don't play it. But this show has really got me wanting to see what what it's about, what the accuracies are, what the differences are. Um, they, there's a lot of like IGN and a few places are doing a lot of side by sides from the show and the the video game, and a lot of it is crazy accurate, you know. But uh, you know, this last episode deviated a lot you know, but, but for a really good reason. Um, it's just, yeah, it's an amazing show. Uh, it's a great take on how a zombie apocalypse could happen. It's not the typical virus or the typical, you know, like, you get bitten, you know, the undead kind of thing. It's, like, scary, scarily possibly realistic. You know what I mean?
0: Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I find that all of it, just the premise of it, Again, the the lead characters acting in this is is great. The world that they created is is great. Um, there's really nothing nothing bad about it. And I'm perfectly fine. I've never played the games, and I'm perfectly fine with it only existing in this show. Like I don't care how accurate it is to this to the video game. Deviate where you want. Take whatever creative license that you need to. You know, hopefully they don't deviate it so much to where I don't know Pedro Pascal gets upset with them for violating the source material and <laughs> yeah. flees this thing like Henry Cavill did uh, with Witcher. But but no, it, it's it's great. And you know, I don't know. The, the It's just good to see taking video game stories and just turning it into like, it's just a truly well crafted show. Whether you play the video game or not, this is just good. All right. It's
1: been a long time. I haven't walked out on a limb in a while. I'm going to walk out on this one, make you feel a little awkward. <laughs> so I'm going to publicly state this for every producer, director, actor that isn't listening, but I'm still talking to the void. You want to tell, <clears throat> excuse me. You want to tell an inclusive LGBT story? That was a fucking masterpiece.
0: Oh, 100%. That, I and I don't, that mean, I don't was even think that's a fucking masterpiece. I don't even think that's walking out on a limb. Like it, they they literally just told a phenomenal human story uh, uh, that like spanned decades of of a relationship in sn- in snippets that that showed challenges showed the beauty of it and and gave just a perfect way to round it out regardless of again but they didn't throw rainbow flags everywhere tropes or, like everywhere a bunch and, yeah, of
1: bullshit it, down your throat the, like no it was it was fucking perfect
0: yeah, it 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 really was. Uh it it was inconsequential well, well, even, whether even, whether that was even some of, two of my MAGA friends,
1: right? Like even some of my MAGA friends, I made sure to ask, like, hey, did you watch that did you watch that Last of Us new episode? <laughs> and they're like, Yeah. I was like, How how'd you how'd you like that story? And they're like, Well, you know, it was really hard for me to watch like the bed scene. You know, they were really like Pelvic thrusting, <laughs> and, like, and he's like, so I had to, I had to fast forward that a little bit. I was like, really? He covers that I was like, I was like, really? <laughs> you had to, you had to skip all that. And he was like, he was like, yeah, it was just really, it was uncomfortable for me to watch. I was like, okay. I was like, but that aside, I was like, that one scene aside, what do you think? And he was like, well, yeah, I cried. Like, 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 I fucking cried. I'm fucking human, bro. Like, I cried. You know, I was like, I was like, see, I was like, see, that's you know, and and to me, that's a testament to it. You can take a person where homosexuality and things make them feel uncomfortable. You know, it doesn't doesn't make them a bad person. I don't like PDA with straight couples, even. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even a, a public affection kind of person. I think that stuff's all private and and shit. So, like even the people that were that makes them really uncomfortable, we're able to get past that and just truly see these people not for their sexuality or their you know what everybody wants to call identity now it was it was just the story, it was the the connection, it was the love it was the the struggle, it was the loss you know like like that, in my mind is fucking perfect and if you want inclusion in film if you want these things that that all the the progressives and and everybody wants to see on tv and movies this is how you have to do it you have to do it in a way that breaks all the barriers and tells a very human story not the gay story but it told a very human story involving a gay couple
0: yeah supposedly uh the the directors of it said that initially that, that episode, there was a two hour cut. Yeah. yeah, episode, I did see that. And they had to cut that down. I had to watch the two hour episode. Give it like to if me. they released the two hour episode right now, yep. I'd, I'd go watch it tomorrow. Watch I'll
1: watch the whole fucking thing again and, and, and wrench my fucking gut at the end. Like for a hundred percent for real, hundred percent.
0: Like, yeah. Nick Offerman and man, I can't remember the other guy's name. Who's been in a ton he's, of yeah, stuff. He's, been, he's a great actor too. And, uh, they were just phenomenal uh some absolutely great acting yeah they like i wouldn't be surprised if we were nominated for something that episode that road. episode should win whatever the fuck you could
1: possibly give to people for for telling a a, a story on film like it it was just i couldn't believe how amazing it was you know, they they it it just it deserves all the credit it's getting because it is getting high praise uh, all yeah. from critics all all around. Even because it deviated from the game, you know. I guess in the game, Nick Offerman's character is still alive. Uh, yeah. The love the, the 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 partner was already dead when they get to the to the camp in the game, and you kind of get it in like backstory. This whole backstory was never told in the game. They kind of. I was going to
0: d- say, supp- yeah, supposedly, like they only mention. Like the person's name, but they don't even mention it that it was like a, a love interest or anything else. It, it was kind of just I'm left. I'm getting conflicting just his stories companion.
1: on whether he was gay in the game already. I, some really? stories I, are saying yes, and other people are commenting in the comments section that they they changed it for a woke agenda, which I don't. I don't feel I that was way. I,
0: I thought it was infer like it was inferred only in the sense that they mentioned that his partner or whatever else or that that frank he lost his companion or whatever else but like it was never said whether that was just like his friend or that was like truly like a a romantic interest or whatever else like suppose it was never like overtly stated in the game yeah
1: which makes me want to play the game even more and try to just not be a bitch about it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean if you're not watching this show uh definitely get on it catch up it's it's worth the the experience it's worth uh how my brother would put a two-month fucking subscription and cancel on hbo go yep. um you know i'm sure there's other things that released in the time we've been off uh, with tv wise because i watch a lot of shit right now i can't really think of it hunters season two is out i'm I'm currently watching that that's that's getting good if you haven't watched hunters um but yeah i think i think right now the last of us is just soaking up all the air in the room when it comes to tv man and, and rightly so yeah
0: all right let's uh move on we got just Another thing that you're about in entertainment, James Gunn this week, he, uh, he unveiled his upcoming kind of DC slate a little bit, at least hinted at the direction he's going to be going, uh, you know, gave a release date for the Batman part two, which I still not clear on what it is, but it's going to include, it's mostly going to be like a crime drama focused on like Gotham crime. And, uh, and it's going to include the penguin series. It looks like they're still going to green light that and take that forward. Uh, all of that's going to be in the DC otherverse so or elseverse or else worlds or something i got to remember what the exact term is what what do they call it the DC else worlds uh yeah that's the that's the official name of all of these properties that are not going to be to get carried on and are not canon uh going forward into whatever James Gunn's doing
1: yeah i i mean i like the list it's got some potential it's good to see a clear concise focus on where they want to take this and what they want to do you know they they're going to be able to take some of the current projects and work it in so that they can do a reboot you know flash is going to reboot everything which makes sense if you if you know anything about flash stories yeah um it's a good way to kind of to shake it all up and redo it he is he is the dc reset button yes he is um i do have some like really Like the the lanterns, true detective style television show that they're gonna do. I've I've always said, you know, they we bring go back to inclusion. You want to bring in more, you know, minority characters. You know, there's always a big push to make Superman black and this and that. And I've always had the statement of, you know, there's there's good already, great black stories to tell in comics, you know, and, and they're going to take Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart in the, in the, the lanterns. That's one of the characters I always said that should be expanded on. And I've, I thought they've wasted an opportunity over the last two decades to, to expand on that. Um, you know, the, the brave and the bold movie is going to be based on the Batman and Damian Wayne story. So the whole, uh, Batman's son, In comics is gonna be is gonna be told, which is very exciting, you know. And then we got you know some ones that I'm a coin flip on, you know, Swamp Thing, Supergirl, you know, The Authority. But with what James Gunn has done with Peacemaker and in Guardians, like you have really no, you shouldn't have any like like hesitations on letting him expand on this and see what he does, right?
0: And that's the ones I'm actually probably more interested in. Is like, yeah he's got Superman legacy on there. Okay. We're going to do another Superman thing. Got, I got it. You got to do it. But, but like the authority and in, in doing these, these smaller ones that bring that to, to a theater, bring that, to that story and just kind of let that live and drive the DCU somewhere. Like it's great. It sounded like nobody ever heard of guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> Even if you were a Marvel fan, you probably didn't care about them until they became a hit movie. So like, yeah, take some of these other ones uh, and, and, build them up the paradise lost where they're doing a whole series based on on the amazons uh like yeah that's great like take that canon and just expand upon that in a way that can just live on its own its own tv series instead of just rushing to get to wonder woman like yeah tell the tell those stories those those, i think are are pretty interesting and good ways to go about it and james gunn taking the the role you know his kevin feige role uh seriously where he's saying that he's he looks at it at his his job and uh, his co-ceo uh to to make sure that every TV show, animation, video game, and movie that they all have one like coherent theme and, and thought and he's gonna control the franchise in that way uh, and clearly state like hey, where are the else world stuff that are, are just one-off spinoffs like the Joker uh, sequel, the the Batman part two, and then which ones are part of DCEU and and is gonna further the story and be canon going forward
1: yeah i I'm, I'm i'm happy with what's way it's it's panning out so far you know I'm, I'm i'm always hesitantly optimistic but it's 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 looking like uh they might be able to write this ship hopefully you know uh yeah we got one last interesting entertainment story um <laughs> you know for for those that don't know uh there was a an accident on the the film rust right um yep. and uh, the director ended up being fatally
0: shot. It was the director of photography. Got, they got shot and killed, um, while doing a test scene. Uh, by in
1: test scene is used a little loosely here. <laughs> Cause it really wasn't a test scene. They were all just standing around and Alec Baldwin was like, Hey, I'm going to pull out the gun like this. You know, like they weren't, they weren't actually like going through blocking or anything like that. It was literally them standing around Alec Baldwin with a gun and being like, I think I'm going to like pull it out like this. And I'm going to shoot you in the stomach and like shoot you in the face. And like, and then like, he literally pulled the trigger and there was a bullet in there and he shot and killed somebody. Like, so he was,
0: he was recklessly playing with a firearm you know like is that what came, i'd have to i thought the director of photography was coaching him through this so so that's that, that's her job that's <laughs> that's
1: the defense that everybody's taking as this has gotten more serious and more serious but the initial story that came off the set was like it was only like four of them standing around and and they were just talking about like you know i think i think i need to look like this you know it wasn't like cameras were set up Extras were around they were they were doing like some work around and they were actually acting the scene there was no scene being walked through yeah, right you know but, but he, he, in my mind in my mind yes there's multiple people that could be culpable but ultimately if you know you know know anything about guns or if you have anything about guns the responsibility falls under the person holding the firearm always like you get handed a, a firearm you check the chamber, you check if it's loaded, you check, like, before you do anything with that shit. Like, they're, like, it's the first thing they teach you in any, you know, concealed carry class, any, any class. You get handled, you get handed a gun. It is your now responsibility to know the safety. You check the chamber, you check, you check everything before you, you move forward and do anything with that, that
0: firearm. I, so I'm, I'm assuming that you are, pro Alec Baldwin getting charged with uh with something yeah. With manslaughter like, yeah,
1: here. i, I, I got, do I think the dude needs to, to do hard time? No, not really. You know, like but should dude take responsibility for
0: his actions? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I tend to fall on the side of this isn't this isn't on him. Like I get it, yes. If you're a firearm owner and all that stuff, you should you should know how to handle a firearm. If you're an actor and there was no reason for a loaded weapon to be on the set, and you were handed a gun or grabbed a gun, whatever it was, but it was supposed to be a prop weapon, there was no reason for a loaded weapon just to be sitting around the set. Like he thought he had a prop gun. To, that's a completely different circumstance. Like no, I'm not gonna clear. I'm not gonna clear the chamber on a prop gun. Like that's not. <laughs> that's yeah, not but thing. how many
1: how many how many firearm accidents start with the phrase "I thought it wasn't loaded"?
0: Right. But if many, you think it's a prop gun, then it doesn't matter. It can't be loaded. Like if it's a prop gun, then it doesn't have the mechanisms to fire.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, prop or not. You you point a pistol at me in a in a play setting, uh, you know, like anything like that. Like you better know that you better know because like, I'm 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 gonna take it seriously. Like it like it, like I don't. Yeah, it's one of those things that you you just you don't you don't assume anything. When it comes to firearms, you don't make assumptions. You make definite decisions. And, and.
0: I mean, I agree, but I, I think charging him with manslaughter is, is. It, what are you charging with then? Too much. What are you charging Nothing. with? So, so. Nothing. And I think honestly, so the person nobody who's the most gets li- charged most liable, with liable. anything, nobody
1: gets charged with anything. It's just, a uh, hey, sorry about it. All your family, all your grieving family, everybody that, that's hurt and, and, and involved in this. Like, you know, it's just one of those freak occurrences. Just eat it now. You just move on with life, like no, there's this no. You ain't telling me that if that's my mom
0: charged or if that's my sister. I don't know. I, I, people jo- die in job mishaps all the time from somebody's stupidity, and motherfuckers get sued and punished for it. They don't get charged with manslaughter right like there's a difference there and i i think it's just i think it's just too much i don't think it's going to stick i don't think he's going to get convicted of it yeah got it he's been charged in it and now there's going to be a circus around the trial he's not going to get convicted of it
1: and it took forever for them to file charges like if you were going to yeah. do it why didn't you do it within weeks but, like, like it's there's been, a person it's on months. the set
0: whose job is to handle the prop weapons and to handle the the ammunition and to to be in charge of like loading the firearms and maintaining the safety of them when they're loaded and all that other stuff. Like that person. Oh, that is person liable.
1: should be roasted as well. Why <laughs> there is live ammo Baldwin, on a movie set blows right. my mind. I, have, I don't understand that and at there's, all. It's not supposed
0: to be, and it violates pr- procedures and policies and things like that. That person is liable. Alec Baldwin, who you know, was told it was a prop gun and stuff like that. Like there's,
1: I don't know. You get into a car accident. And somebody dies and it, it was, it was a freak occurrence and a, you know, like you, you get charged a manslaughter for that situation as well. You know, like, like response. Yeah. Like, like respo- If
0: you were found to be negligent. Yes.
1: You know, and, and that's where I think the, 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 the disconnect is, is like, where do you, where do you draw negligence at? Where, where do you, what responsibility do you think each person involved in this situation has? You know, and I think Alec Baldwin's been on enough movie sets and been involved with enough movies where he should fucking know better to just point replica I, maybe. or pistols. Or maybe he's
0: been on enough movie sets. <laughs> That he's complacent enough to just trust the professionals to do what they're supposed to do, and that there shouldn't just be a loaded weapon sitting on a prop table all by itself, unsupervised for actors and everybody else to use. Like, I don't know. Do you need to pull the trigger
1: to show that you're how you're gonna how you're gonna act in the scene? Like, do you need to pull that trigger? Do you need? Maybe he's just method man. You maybe he's finger guns ain't good enough. (laughs) Finger guns ain't good enough to show your blocking and your intent on this next (laughs) fucking scene. Finger guns just don't don't do it.
0: But I'm. I think manslaughter's too much. I think in the end, I think the verdict's going to come out and say is too much. I think he's he's not going to get convicted of this. It's just going to be a circus for two months when they do the trial or whatever else. And he's a jury's going to say no. Nah. Like there's there was there was reason for him to in, absolutely just perform his job as an actor and act with a with a prop gun.
1: Well, I think that's why. Like it's it's manslaughter is because there is reason for him for you know to exonerate responsibility some responsibility in the situation it's not what would be murder murder three if if he had some some kind of like duty to to, intent intent, you know what i mean like um so yeah we'll see where this goes but it's definitely an interesting kind of case it should hopefully get some some new uh regulations put on movie sets and things like that when it involves safety i mean because this is how brandon lee died this isn't the first time yeah. this has happened in movies, you know what I mean? It, like,
0: it's, it's not. And like I said, there's there are laws and things put in place and rules within the union and stuff like that. There's a person whose job it was to make sure that there's no load of weapons just sitting on set. Like, they're, they're, that's who I blame. I, yeah, Alec Baldwin definitely could have done better as a as a person handling the weapon. Uh, but I also think there's a there's definitely there's definitely an excuse for an actor to think that he was handling a prop weapon. That should have, in no way have the mechanisms capable of being a fired weapon. So, whatever. Uh, let's let's move out of some entertainment. Let's jump through a couple tech topics. We don't actually have a lot. Uh, there's there's been obviously a lot going on in tech in the last month. Um, we're not going to capture all of it. Just some some Twitter trends files. that are Twitter files. I think we started that. I think that was going when before we hiatus. It's still going. It is still going. And. Yeah, the Twitter saga is still going, but on the tech side, man, there's just been just a rush for severance pays. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like you look at the amount of tech layoffs, I think the article I've gotten in the show notes here is just about PayPal uh, laying off 2,000 employees, but but really I just did grab that one because Let's I'm not going to grab all 10, the articles, 000. but Google did 12,000, yeah, like- yeah, Facebook did 10,000, Amazon did 10,000. Uh, 10,000 10, I think yeah. uh, like all of these tech companies are just crushing employees and just shedding thousands of employees and what's happening what I assume and I've seen some some smart people on the tech side uh, talking about this is that you know the companies that were doing it like like Salesforce uh, which is a big tech company you know on on kind of workplace software uh, when they fired their 5,000 people their stock went up Immediately the day after, like, so this isn't being received. As like desperation by these companies, and that they're failing, and their stocks are taking a hit from laying people off. It's actually being seen by investors on a lot of these companies as a positive of them being more fiscally responsible and and less aggressive with their hiring stuff, and kind of getting leaner. Well, and I've, it's I've, being I've read a few things
1: as well that like it's a it's a number of things. It's it's one that what you stated, you know, that uh, it it does drive the stocks up. I mean, we all know that when the economy was high, these companies were just hiring. Like crazy, like the, like, yeah, and they like were just investing in a million was different side projects. Be forever. You know what I mean? Like, so, so I think they were, they were overpopulated in, in the workforce to begin with. And then you have uh, another aspect they were talking about is you have, you know, Elon buying Twitter and laying off all these people, and Twitter hasn't suffered for it. The product that Twitter puts out really isn't. Suffering because of the lack of engineers or the lack of of employees now at Twitter, so that kind of set the precedent of like, well, why the fuck do we need all these fucking people? You know, the fact that nobody wants to admit that we've been in a recession for a while now, and we all we all want to change the term of what recession is and act like everything's fucking hunky dory. You know, that has a little bit to go into it. It's I think it's multifaceted, but I don't think it's the a, a sky is falling sign. You know.
0: no but it, 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 but historically it was seen as a sky is falling sign when they fire and you see stocks take a hit and investors lose confidence and i th- i do think that like when the trend started with google and salesforce doing these huge layoffs and their their stocks were rewarded for it i think it really just did give some like the boardrooms across the tech industry and say like yeah, maybe this is the time to get lean. Like, Let's just follow suit with everybody else. We'll fall in with the noise. We won't get bad publicity, but our investors will see it as a, as well, a, and, and that's as another, a sign of right-sizing. That's let's, another let's aspect just that,
1: that I, I read about too is that they're saying that when Elon fired a bunch of people and then you have another company fire a bunch of people, if you are a Google and Amazon and you don't want your stock to take that much of a hit, you fired that many people the same time the other ones are because maybe your story of of firing gets drowned out by everybody else firing and you know like if one company does a massive layoff that's the focus their stock takes a hit or you know like not necessarily in this situation but like traditionally you know when one company is focused on their layoffs it looks really bad on that company but if nine companies are doing massive layoffs then it looks like a trend in the market. And it's not as effective yeah. on that one single company. So they, they a lot of times feel that when it's like a domino effect, once one does it, every other company is like, well, if we're going to lay off, we got to do it right now while it's in the, while it's in the news cycle and we could just kind of like get it buried. So they all fucking do the layoffs and then it becomes a tech layoff story, not a Google layoff story or an Amazon layoff story.
0: Yeah. It, it it all makes sense. It's all working. You know, PayPal was the latest one. Their stock went up two percent. The only the people mad are that engineer at fucking Google. Right? Man, there's there's about <laughs> sixty thousand white collar workers right now <laughs> on their you know one month, two month severance, trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do now because they they can't go jump from you know the tech industry was always just this hotbed of somebody goes door. from microsoft yeah, to, google, to google to google to facebook to whatever else so it's now now it's like okay well 60,000 people just got fired from all these jobs all these white collar workers and those other companies that you would normally go to they're not asking for you <laughs> so it's it's a uh, yeah white collar uh bleeding over here Let's see what happens i'm sure they all got healthy severances they'll be fine for a couple months Yeah, that, that industry but,
1: is known for for you don't you don't hit the ground
0: <laughs> it is hard
1: there's a no, couple yeah. pillows it, at the bottom yeah
0: there's a there's a three month pillow yeah. normally laid out in front of you uh but yeah it's uh it's it's definitely interesting um what's funny to me is almost all these companies, you know, like what was it, two months ago, three months ago, we're, we're doing their, like forcing everybody back into the workplace, back into the office. Yep. Just so three months later, they could fire them via email. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're we're going to need you to commute. We're going to need you to
1: commute <laughs> for a little bit. So we can, we can wear you down before we club you like yeah, a baby seal. So we can seal. wear you
0: down and then not even face to face fire you. <laughs> we'll just remote fire you after we make you come into the office months later. <laughs> Motherfuckers, man. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's just a, an interesting time in tech and, and kind of the market and economy here. But let's move on to just something that's kind of swept over the last couple of weeks of just high-level interest. Uh, and that is chat GPT, open AIs, generated text, and uh, it is just fun to play with. And every <laughs> everybody's talking about it. All the universities across the country are are screaming and crying about cheaters and... <laughs> You know, I think it was Stanford, uh, maybe it was Harvard, uh, they, they came up with a tool to like f- check chat GPT logs to see if like an assignment that's turned in was, uh, was stolen or created by chat GPT. Like everybody's jumping in on this. Uh, and I just find it just fun to play with.
1: I, I, I do think that it's going to revolutionize a lot of shit. Colleges are going to be scrambling. Um, already, a lot of them are tra- talking about changing their, their testing to back to um, oral exams and and presentations, which I think is great. I think it's fucking great. If you're going to go get a college degree, fucking go, go earn this shit. Get in front of a fucking class. Explain to I, people what you know. Like, fuck these yeah. papers and, and shit I like that. Think
0: it's, I actually think it's great. And at the same point in time, I've, I've seen some professors and stuff like that who are embracing it and telling people, like, yeah, go ahead. Use chat GPT. Like... Do the proper editing and stuff like that. But at this point in time, it's just a tool. Like you still need to go and do some research. You still need to clean this stuff up. But like, no, I'm not going to tell you you can't use it. It's, yeah, because it's it's that's stupid. It's it's kind of like when colleges first started banning using online sources. It made you have to go to the library and find physical books. Yeah, I remember those days. And you couldn't and you you couldn't use you know an ebook or you couldn't you use couldn't uh, use a link. And you couldn't use like a that. link as yeah. a source. You couldn't use anything as a source from the internet because why? Because they just wanted to. To hold your nuts down to the library and tell you you had to go like academia is going to be slow to change yeah but the, in the, the end, whole the whole you can't use a calculator in
1: a, a test because you'll never have it there'll never be a day where you're just walking around with a calculator um, yeah. okay never never <laughs> 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 <Fucking> never right <laughs> you know so so like yeah i i totally understand this like i it's not a copy paste type program right it's a great Outline program. It's a great get the ball rolling on your creativity program. It's you know, but at at one point you do need to clean it up, put your own little salt and pepper on it, and before you present it. Um, but I do think that we, when measuring for for degrees and colleges, that written exams aren't going to be enough anymore. Now it's not going to be enough to show proof of knowledge and understanding, right? Maybe, maybe this motherfucker, Professor Dickhead, over here.
0: (laughs) We'll, (laughs) we'll see. Like, I promise you, I promise you, the professors don't have time or desire to do oral exams. Oh, your six-figure salary and the fucking
1: hundred thousand-dollar tuition doesn't doesn't dictate the fucking time to let me do a twenty-minute presentation to make sure I understand my fucking. You know, gender studies I'm, degree or my fucking like you know, my, my art they fucking degree. Don't like they don't have
0: time for that. Bullshit.
1: They don't have, <laughs> bullshit. Fuck you. Make fuck like bullshit. They,
0: they don't have time for that? Bullshit. And you don't know what... And I don't care if if my electrical you go to a trade school if you
1: can't bend the fucking pipe right <laughs> in fucking front of somebody, you fucking fail and you send you back to you know how to bend a fucking good ninety. Just because you can like like no. Get in front of the fucking class, prove you know your shit. Prove you know your shit. And right now, written exams aren't proof enough for me, at least. I mean, might might be proof enough for these watered down fucking degrees that everybody's getting. But for me, no, it ain't proof enough. Get in front. Talk like a fucking human. Prove you know some shit. Bend that fucking pipe,
0: motherfucker. Bend it. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with it. And I don't care if my electrical engineers of the world cheated their way through a whatever humanities class they had to take through chat GPT. Like in the end. But I care, I care anyway. if my
1: history majors actually know their history.
0: And sure. didn't just throw some salt and pepper
1: on a fucking, you know, revolutionary war chat GPT fucking thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because you clean up the punctuation and put a little, little spice on, on the chat GPT thing doesn't mean you know who won the fucking battle of 1812 and shit like that. Like doesn't prove to me that <laughs> proves to me, you know how to type into a fucking search bar. Get up and tell me who hill. fucking died on that hill, motherfucker. Who died? Who died, bitch?
0: That's why I want to know right. who died. You want to know what that proves to me? I said, we need a whole lot less history majors because anything I would ask a history major of, I'll just ask ChatGPT you know, about their analysis on the Battle of Antietam and I'll be all right. Like, <laughs> but so, so, so
1: is that where we're getting at in society? We're just okay with no one actually knowing anything. We kind of know stuff, but we have the tool in our pocket to just ask Siri for confirmation. Because if, like, if that's the standard from here on out, I want, like, that's what I want to know because for me, well, for me, I don't want the doctor that just asks Siri how to do my fucking surgery the day before he fucking comes in. <laughs> I don't want the fucking psychologist that just asks Siri what fucking Freud said about my fucking mom trauma when I was a fucking kid. I want a motherfucker that knows that shit when I walk in the door. You know, I have a child with a very rare fucking disease. And when I walk into my fucking doctor's office for my kid and they have to Google what my fucking kid has right in fucking front of me, do you know how fucking insulting that is? And I get it. Mine's a special case because my daughter has a very rare disease and it's not common for any doctors to know. But if that becomes the standard, if that becomes the fucking standard for, you know, very common
0: fucking things like that, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're talking about drastically different levels here. Where are we draw a, a, a line? Where do we draw the line? I mean, still to this day, like a master's degree oftentimes requires some level of oral component in a thesis. A, a doctoral definitely requires oral components. And you, today, you, it you have to, today it does.
1: Today it does. This motherfucking technology just came out this year, in the last year. But,
0: but that's what I'm saying. Like, so those standards are still not going to go away for that higher level of education. But whatever, they don't need to go down the rabbit hole. All I'm saying is Jet is fun. It go, is fun. Go, is go fun. and enjoy it. Hey, man, I got to put
1: it for my company. I got to put together a brochure on on the benefits and installations of an EV installer. If you think I'm writing every word of that, you must be fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going I'm to outsource that to ChatGBT. I'm going to spice it up, and I'm going to throw it on a brochure, and I'm going to hand it out to I, EV customers.
0: If, if, you, if you Google something on the internet, and it takes you to a blog for the answer, and that blog is dated February 1st and beyond... Oh yeah, human just didn't write no, that. Just no, seventy five percent. That's written by ChatGPT for sure. <laughs> so for sure, and it's probably just as accurate as anything a human was going to write. But uh, all right, let's just talk one more little AI thing as we're talking about ChatGPT. We've got uh, also voice deepfakes. Uh, this article kind of uh, kind of came out. It was just interesting. Just wanted to talk about. We've talked about deepfakes and voice deepfakes, and uh, and with kind of the the same vein of open AI, but uh, there was a, a company called Eleven Labs doing voice deepfakes where you can sign up for an account and you can create different level uh, of... If you can provide it, like I think it was like a minute or more than a minute worth of audio of somebody, uh, it could turn that into... A, a passable deepfake and of course naturally like the site had to immediately come down because 4chan like flooded to it getting all <laughs> kinds of celebrities reading reading Mein Kampf and, oh, <laughs> and saying all kinds of racist oh, stuff God. and you know, whatever else <laughs>
1: You know, like, I mean, we've been doing, we've been sounding the, the horn on deepfakes for a long time now, and it's really starting to get to that point where we were really fearing, you know, shit would go down. And, and honestly, man, 2024 election is going to be wild. <laughs> like,
0: like, it, it, it just might be, it's man. Be <laughs> like, wild. Maybe it's not 2024, but the 2028. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> It's going to be wild. <laughs> There's <laughs> at some point in time, yeah. There's just gonna be an election where there's just gonna be all kinds of just messed up video or audio clips, and you're just not gonna know what to believe. And then following like on the political side, like this George Santos guy, like maybe people just lie, <laughs> and maybe not. Like it, things are are a little crazy in the the political world, and uh, and, and what is true and not anyway. Uh, there will be. There will be an election cycle somewhere in the future that these things are going to try to to sow all kinds of just fake audio, video uh, out there. It's going to be interesting. Yeah.
1: Um. And and if the the current trend stands, we're just going to blame it on the Russians. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just blame it all. We'll just blame it all on the Russians. But yeah, it's getting it's getting crazy. I saw this dude do a Morgan Freeman one where it was the Morgan Freeman deep fake at the top and him actually recording it at the bottom, you know, and like, bro, it was, it was watching the video. You're like, okay, I can kind of see the, you know, it, you know, when you see an imperfection in something, if somebody points it out, now it's all you can see. So no going yeah. in, knowing it was a deep fake. That's like all you could see. Like, okay, like it's a little off. If you would have not told me and just played the Morgan Freeman part of it alone, I'm not quite sure I would have been able to to tell right off the bat. Like if it was just like background noise yeah. on a movie or on a TV show or like like and I was just glancing yeah. by, you know, or even if I was paying attention heavily, like I I'm not really sure if I would be able to to tell if it if it was a deep fake or not. That's that's so crazy to me. So crazy. You know, James Earl Jones <laughs> basically has retired as Darth Vader's voice, but he signed over the rights to his voice, like it will be James Earl Jones as Darth Vader for the end of time due to this technology. Like, you know, and, and with uh, what's-his-face dying um, Batman, uh, the voice of Batman for all the animated series. Kevin Conroy. Yeah, Kevin Conroy just passed. Like, if the Conroy family sell, sells the right, like, there's no reason why we will ever not have the best Batman voice in the animated series ever, <laughs> you know, ever to work with. You know, due you know. to technology like this, which is which is a plus, but it's it's just it's crazy, man. It's it's absolutely insane.
0: Yeah, I, I, like I said things are going to get weird here, and I think in the next couple of years, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, see in the future, but yeah, it, we've talked about it in the past, like deep fakes stuff like that. At at what point in time you just keep using the same actors over and over again? Do you, at what point in time like, do you just say, like, regardless of what age you are? This great actor is just going to do everything. Uh, you know, James Earl Jones is just going to stay the voice. Kevin Conroy is just going to stay the voice. We're going to keep it going. Since you hire one person, we get a lifetime body of work out of them recording for 10 hours. and Then we can just deep fake the rest. It'll be interesting. But uh, I think that's a week. That's a week in their in, uh, in news. Chatted long-winded on on a few things. It was, it was good to get back into uh, into recording mode here and and talk uh, talk over some of the big happenings here. Yeah, me, in, uh, uh, in Nerd World,
1: me and Bootyleg haven't been able to do this for a while. <laughs> 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 it was it was good to be back at it. You know, we uh, you know, we hope uh, everybody still has their notifications and automatic download set. <laughs> so you know that this one's coming in hot we'll find out <laughs> you know and uh thanks for everybody for still listening if, if you are listening to this episode we appreciate it um we've been meaning to get back at it but like we said work holidays uh drivers it's just all been a you know, an, a conglomeration <laughs> of bullshit that has kept us away from these microphones. But, uh, we hunkered down last night and we were like, hey, we're doing this tomorrow? <laughs> we got it down. So, uh, we'll be back on the train. We're going to uh, keep looking, hunting out these articles and these interesting stories for us to give to you. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys.
0: All right. Take you later. See ya.